May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. So over the last several weeks, we've heard two amazing post-resurrection stories between Jesus and his followers. First, Mary Magdalene finding the empty tomb and recognizing Jesus in the garden after he called her by name. Then last week, we heard about the disciples and Thomas in the locked room. Thomas reaching out and touching Jesus, his hands and the wound on his side. Jesus breathing on them and saying, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. But today, we have two perfectly ordinary people. Not gospel stars, as one writer has said. And in fact, I don't believe we ever hear of these two people again. They're heading to a town that historians and archaeologists can't locate or confirm ever even existed. But today, they are the stars in this particular story, walking to Emmaus, an ordinary town about seven miles from Jerusalem, trudging along on a hot, dusty road, discouraged and sad. I can just picture them, can't you? Walking slowly, shoulder slumped, head hanging down. What's the use? All their hopes and dreams had died. When a stranger approaches them and asks what they were talking about, Cleopas and his unnamed companion, they stop and they stand still. Cleopas and his companion, his wife perhaps, we don't know. Just ordinary people who had an extraordinary adventure following Jesus. And now it was over. They were going home. For them, the story is over. They weren't looking for Jesus. He was gone. And they didn't recognize him as the stranger walking with them. Cleopas proceeds to tell the stranger the events that occurred, including the wild tale told by some women who were at the tomb that morning and didn't find his body. But then Jesus tells the story right back at him. Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe. As they approached Emmaus, they urged the stranger to stay with them. It was getting late. It was dark. The roads weren't safe to travel. And when he was at table with them, he took bread, he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to them. And they recognized him. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. 
Cleopas and his companion probably looked at each other in absolute amazement. And they were so anxious to tell somebody of their good news that they ran all the way back to Jerusalem to tell the others that they had seen the Lord. So what makes this story so remarkable is how totally unremarkable it is. Jesus appeared to his faithful followers, Mary Magdalene and the 11 disciples, which included the rock star disciple Peter. But Cleopas and his unnamed companion? Why them? Just ordinary people living ordinary lives. And they could be any one of us on an ordinary road, a road that we've all traveled. And that's what makes this story so extraordinary. It's a simple, straightforward story, and yet it's also oh so profound. It's a story of hope and of faith. This particular gospel lesson seems to be very popular with a lot of people, and that makes sense to me because it it is one of my favorites. It speaks to those of us who have struggled with and are still struggling with this whole faith thing. It speaks to those of us who are wandering down a road and would like some small assurance that it's even the right road to be on and that God is walking with us on that journey because it sure doesn't always feel that way. We make the best decisions we can. We ask for God's guidance each step of the way. But rarely do we get a definitive, yep, you're heading in the right direction from God. Well, at least I never have. We pray and we pray. And there are times when we think we are on the right road, but we really can't be sure. Then there are times that we absolutely know that we're on the wrong road but we have no clue how to change the way we are going. Walking to Emmaus, Cleopas and his companion were probably pretty sure they had chosen the wrong road following Jesus. They thought he was the one who was going to bring great changes to their lives. All that excitement, all that hope ended. All they could do is go home. And as the day wears on and a stranger joins them, and they stop, and they stand still. Because perhaps when God enters our conversations that we think that we're having, we cannot help but find ourselves standing still. We have come to a crossroad. We can either continue or not. As they reach their home and Jesus prepares to move on, leaving them free to continue on without him. Hospitality was offered to the stranger, and their lives were changed forever. So not much has changed in 2,000 years. We're still left to ponder roads taken and not taken unknowing encounters with God along the road, God made present as blessed and broken bread. 
Yesterday, I was asked to speak uh, on the diaconal call to a group of people who are considering ordination at the annual Diocesan Day of Information, and, and I was asked to speak of my journey. What road had I traveled to reach the decision to seek ordination? How did I know I was being called to be ordained? And I'm not really sure I was the best qualified to talk to that. There's never been a clear path for me. I've wandered for a lot of years down a number of different roads. I spent a lot of years being estranged from organized religion and from God himself. But I found God, or he found me, or perhaps I opened my eyes and my heart and I recognized him standing by my side in the pouring rain during a service in a ruined, abandoned church building centuries old. And my life was changed forever. But in spite of that encounter, the way forward is still not always clear or straight. My good friend Kathleen O'Leary also spoke yesterday, and she spoke about the baptismal call. During her talk, she said that when she was asked to speak, she was stunned. Her response to the request was, call? What call? She had always thought that being called to ministry to serve, was something only for priests and deacons, the ordained types, not her. The road she traveled took her to Africa, the Middle East, and Haiti, caring for people dying from AIDS and for victims of disaster and poverty. Her road to Emmaus. We all encounter Jesus in different ways. For some, it is ordination. But for most of us, it's finding where God is in those everyday moments and responding to his call to live our lives as Jesus has asked us to, fully and completely, with great joy and with great love. Frederick Buechner wrote Sacred Moments, the Moments of Miracle, are often everyday moments. If we look with our hearts, if we listen with our being and imagination, what we may see is Jesus himself. In this gospel lesson, Luke is telling us that the goal of life is not to find the right road. There is no set path, and that if we had just enough faith, we would find it, and we would find God and all that God wants for us. The good news in today's gospel is that God meets us on whatever road we happen to be at that moment, right, wrong, bad, or indifferent. It's not about figuring out the right road. It's about allowing God to transform us on whatever road we happen to find ourselves. 
The way forward is not always easy or clear for me or for you. Each of us walks along the road to Emmaus. It is the path of life we are following, with its twists and its turns, roads that seem to be dead ends, and roads leading in different directions. Along this road, God is walking with us, whether we are aware of it or not, whether we have faith or we don't, believers and unbelievers alike. It's not always easy to see the Christ who is always near to each and every one of us, you and me, us and them. But after 2,000 years, we can be assured that the risen Christ is still among us and stays with us when the day is almost over and the evening approaches. He appears on the roads that we travel, calling us to open our eyes and our hearts to his presence among us and to live as we have been called to do. And Christ, who makes the ordinary sacred, walks with us, whether we believe it or not, whether we know it or not. This is the Easter truth, and we are Easter people. Amen.